Welcome to the first edition of the new Punch and Roll podcast. My name is Will Lewis, and I am here with our co-host, Roland Wiley and Katie Lee. Did I pronounce your name right, Katie? Lee. Katie Lee. I'm it's, sorry. It probably is just your accent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, stop making fun of my accent. Katie Lee. <laughs> Katie Lee. It's yes, Katie Lee. Yes. Katie Lee. You know, I called you Lee last week, and I thought it was wrong. I forgot. I didn't. Yep. A- I didn't ask you. Catherine Elizabeth. All right. So, uh, we're going to start off by having uh, Roland and Katie just tell all of you a little bit about themselves and how they got started in voiceover. So, ladies first, of course. Let's start with Katie Lee. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm a Southern California native. Um, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, and um, when I was 18 or so, I was working just for a couple weeks at Christmas time. And a newscaster, uh, Ken, I can't think of it, I'll think of it later, um, was from the radio station, was there. And he heard my voice, and he suggested voiceover to me and gave me the n- number of actually a pioneer in radio advertising um, called, his name was Chuck Bloor. He's, uh, he wrote a book recently and I called, he, he actually created something they call color radio. So I met Chuck. Um, I really didn't know what I was doing. I never studied acting. Sorry guys. Um, and, And uh, it was very nerve-wracking, actually, being in front of the mic and hearing my voice played back. So I did. he called me. I did something. I didn't understand. I totally didn't understand um, what he wanted. And I kind of felt very self-conscious. I went back to school, uh, stopped going to college because I didn't know what I wanted to major in, uh, started kind of exploring voiceover up there again, got my degree in broadcasting um, and communications. And in San Francisco, and got some agents where I actually recorded a voiceover. I got hired for a job doing voiceover. Oh, in the meantime, around the same time, I was taking, I was doing improv. I was taking improv classes and ended up on stage, which I never expected. So you so, are an actor. Well, yeah. It turns out most most voiceover actors and cartoon actors are improvisational actors as well. Um, and ADR loopers, they're improvisational actors. So I did a job where I did a voiceover for Hawaiian Punch. It was a pitch a big advertising agency was doing. The video or the the visual was on film strip, which qualified me to join the Screen Actors Guild because wow. it was film. And that's how I got in the union. When I graduated, um, a lot of people said, you know, you have we like your voice. But really, you should do cartoons, and they do cartoons in L.A. You're going to have to move back to L.A. And I thought, oh, darn it, because I love it up here. But it seemed worth trying, so I said, I'm going to move to L.A. I'm going to give it two years. If I don't succeed, I'll figure something else out, because I thought I wanted to be a producer. In the meantime, the people in San Francisco gave me some phone numbers of some talent agencies. I called one. The receptionist was at lunch. My agent answered the phone. I said, hello, I'm interested in doing voiceover. She said, how old are you? I told her. She said, you sound like you're 12. When can I meet you? And the rest is history. 
And that was back in 1981. Wow. Okay. But now it, uh, things have really changed because you sound like you're 14 now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've grown up a lot. Mm -hmm. Actually, you haven't heard my adult voice. I have not heard that uh, one yet. No. no. But it's there, too. It's there, too. It just depends if I need it or not. Wow. Okay. I have a few. I got a few. People go, wow, do you do like four or five voices? I'm sure I've done a hundred voices, different voices. I'm always surprised when something new comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. All right. Great. Well, thanks, well, Kate. And let me, yeah, and I'll just, just add, just to make me sound a little more interesting, I did really have a quite a healthy career in animation back in the 80s. I worked on the Muppet Babies. I did Rolf the Dog's voice, Baby Rolf, in that show. I was Sunny Gummy on the Gummy Bears. I did Dumbo's voice on Dumbo's Circus and uh, several other shows. If you IMDb me, you can find all that. Oh, so. don't forget My Little Pony. I, I was in the original My Little Pony, My Little Pony movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, say hi to the bush willies for me. Um, that was one of the ponies. We did quite a few pony voices. Um, so I'd done a lot of looping. I was the voice of the Maharaja in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Can we get a sample? <laughs> I, too, have heard the rumors of the terrible thuggy cult. Okay, give us the coughing hack. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what it's got her to fame. Yeah. So uh, voiceovers, everything, every day is different. Lots of challenges, all kinds of fun stuff. Now I do a lot of e-learning things, and I'm working on a show at Nickelodeon, a new show for Nickelodeon. Um, and I'm so old, I, I forget easily. So if somebody just asks me a question, I'll say, oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm not I, – I wish I could say I'm, I'm as – Humble and modest as I appear, I'm just like <laughs> have a really small brain. <laughs> you say you forget because you're old, so you're not really 14. She's no, 15. Not anymore. But I oh, I also play Connie Kendall on Adventures in Odyssey, and I've yeah. been for Focus on the Family, and I've been playing that role for the last 26 years. What does that voice sound like? She sounds a lot like me. <laughs> she started out. She started out sounding younger because she was fifteen, and now I think she's like twenty-two. But uh, yeah, she's really me. She's me. She's my alter ego. Oh, that's so she, it's cool. it's so darn easy to be Connie because it it's if it doesn't sound like something I would say, I just rewrite the script. So that's how that goes. That's not how Connie would say it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ask the producers. <laughs> But I'll, it, you know, after that long of working on a show, it was funny because I would change it, I'd change it, I'd, you know, well, maybe I'll say it this way. But I don't, you don't have to stick exactly to the script in that format. Wow. And one day I walked in the studio and looked at the script and, like, there was nothing to change. I thought, oh, my God, these guys know how my brain works. Like, they, they, they know me. That's weird. It's weird to have somebody write the way you talk and how brilliant must they be to do that. Wow. So, all right, now I'm done. And, and for me, because when Katie was doing all those things, I was pretty much the one sitting at home, either watching it on TV or listening <laughs> on the radio, because that's how young I am. Um, gosh, for me, radio is one of those things where when I was younger, I always thought it was the coolest thing because I'd sit at home and 
watch the game shows and hear you win or you got a new car. And I'm like, I want to do that. But, <laughs> but I didn't go to school for that. I was the quietest kid and my mom got me involved in playing music. I was playing violin. And when I got to high school, I started playing with the the orchestra there, but I really found my niche in doing comedy sports. So like Katie, ah, I like improv and, and comedy sports is really the improvisational theater we did back then. There was nothing scripted. Right. And that's that's what I did in high school. And I had a ball doing that and then did it in college and branched out more and then kind of became the Renaissance man. I was picking up courses in ballroom dancing, tango, cha-cha, swing. I was studying stage combat and learning that and taking fencing and everything else. And in the midst of all that, trying to find, well, what should I major in in college? Originally started as a computer science major, wound up getting a child development degree. So when I graduated from college, I was a teacher for 10 years. No, I still wasn't a voiceover yet. So keep that in mind, listeners, as as you're in your path to becoming a voiceover. It doesn't always start that way. So fast forward, I was finishing up my my last year of teaching, and a friend of mine was saying, you need work? I said, yes, and got me involved in working at an L.A. radio station. I worked in the promotions department for maybe six months. They had an administrative position. I took that. Moved on from there, got my master's degree in education. Yes, still no voiceover pitch yet, so stay tuned. It's coming. But then I got my degree and then realized I really liked radio, but I didn't want to work in the office part of it. I wanted to work where the studios were. So I picked, got into engineering and producing, and people heard me talking and said, you know what, your voice would be really good for our commercials. Why don't you try that? So I did, and they liked it. And another friend found out that I was doing it and got me involved with his production company. And that's when it started picking up momentum and speed. And then I started getting more work doing commercials for our L.A. radio stations. And I now do audiobooks and pretty much voiceovers for whatever I can find. And that all. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's where I've been in that road so far. I'm looking at Katie and all those other voiceover professionals that have been around for so long and looking to them and finding out, well, what was it like for you and your process? And also kind of explaining to them, well, with technology, how things are a little bit different, but the field is so much greater in terms of opportunities as well. Well, I, I just want to say to the listeners how it's really cool because I didn't know Roland until this podcast. Um, Will brought us together, mm -hmm. and and it turns out Roland and I are like within thirty miles of each other, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, and the greatest treat for me is that I get to work with someone that pretty much was part of my childhood. So, <laughs> so that's a real that's treat it, for me. www.voiceofyourchildhood.com. Just a little plug for my website. Exactly. Yeah. But, <laughs> gosh. And I'm still alive to get to enjoy people saying they listen to me. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. What else can we share with our listeners, Katie? It's that, I mean, that those are our walks. But, I mean, it's really 
like I said, it's it's not the same. I'm guessing it's probably not the same as it was for you starting out as it is for me right now starting out. I mean, it's the- not except that you know my father used to tell me, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. And if you have the talent, and you know somebody, that's always good. Not to say that if you have the talent and don't know somebody, it can't happen. Sure. But networking, um, and it's interesting because the Internet, of course, you know, when I started, there was no such thing as an Internet, and now we have the Internet. Mm-hmm. And people have, I would say, you know, like Spider-Man, tried to use this power for good more than evil, and there's a lot of networking out there, a lot of people helping each other. There's so much information you can learn on the internet, and it doesn't cost a penny. You don't have to know these people to hear their words of wisdom. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done that in my, in my walk just on LinkedIn alone. It's that I see people, and I, and of course, I don't know them personally, but I grew up with them. So I've reached out to Shadow Stevens and Larry Van Nuys because those were voices that I remember, <laughs> and I've never forgotten them. Well, I've reached out to guys like Shadow Stevens and Larry Van Nuys, and I I grew up with them over the years. And how did I reach out to them on LinkedIn? Well, I found them. And I, of course, you have to say how you are related to them or affiliated to, with them. And I wasn't. So I just sent them a message through LinkedIn and just shared with them how they were part of my childhood. For example, with Larry Van Nuys, I remember hearing him for years closing out the broadcast on KTLA News at 10 here in Southern California. And I told him just that. I said, you know what? I remember hearing you every night before I went to bed. And I would really would like to learn more from you, if I could, about your journey through being an announcer and a voiceover and what you're doing now and how you are pursuing opportunities today. With Shadow Stevens, I remember Shadow Stevens way back in the 80s when there was a store called the Federated Group, which would be the equivalent of modern day Best Buy. And same thing. I just told him how I remember seeing those commercials and in fact going with my mom to the Federated Group to buy our Atari 2600 back in the 80s. And it's things like that where, you know what, if you're transparent with these people, they will receive that very well. And that is the best advice I could give you when it comes to talking to these voiceover talents that have been in the business for years. And the fact that we admire their craft and their skill and their talents that they appreciate that and the fact that we as voiceover talents, especially us up and coming voiceover talents are trying to learn about that. Yeah, they they like that. So when they get an email or a message through LinkedIn or something to that effect saying, you know what, I remember you and I remember how influential you were in my life, whether it was something that you studied or something that, you know what, you just grew up hearing them. And they were just part of your childhood. They admire that and they respect that a lot. And yes, to this day, I still email Shadow or Larry via LinkedIn once in a while when I have a chance and just touch base with them and let them know I'm still interested and what can I 
and what questions rather I can ask them. And sometimes they reply, sometimes they don't. And I know they're busy too. But you know what? The times that they do respond, it means a lot to me. So with that being said, just just be really open with these people. They don't mind if you kind of gush. <laughs> I mean, I gushed when I met Katie because I told all my friends, you can't believe who I'm working with for a podcast. Katie Lee. Well, who's that? Remember Muppet Babies? Yeah, she was in that. No. And it's things like that that I look at like this. It all comes back around. It's that, like I said, if someone told me that I would be working in radio as either a voiceover talent or a weekend on-air talent, I would have probably looked at them strange. I got a degree out of college for child development. What can I possibly do or how can I possibly get in a radio? And here I am. So it can happen, and it happens in the most strangest of ways, but it can happen for you. You just got to really be diligent and pursue. I can't stress that enough. You have to pursue it. It doesn't come to you unless you pursue it. And I grew up listening to them too, actually. See, and that's they're not that much older, you know, than me. It, you know, uh, Fraser Smith uh, when he was on K Rock, I would listen to in high school. And then when I started, I when I moved to LA, of course, I I, I did get an agent, but I really didn't do it full time for a couple of years. Right. And I worked editing at a recording studio that was it was a crazy place. When they needed a voice like mine, they'd call me into the studio, and I knew it would never go over the air, so that took the pressure off, but I learned from some good people who came in, and I learned not to be afraid of the microphone eventually from, you know, working in that environment, and Frasier was friends with somebody and who, you know, and when they walked in and I'd hear their voice, because radio, I love radio. I'm a radio-holic, okay? I'm... I'm not huge on TV, just to turn on the radio. I love to listen to NPR. I love to listen to Radio Lab and, and This American Life. And and in the morning, I would, you know, listen to the radio, of course. In high school, it would wake me up. So all those voices are like a part, like they, they're so familiar. If somebody would just stand near me and I heard a familiar voice, I know the feeling. And I know that's how a lot of people feel when they hear me talk, who are Adventures and Odyssey listeners, because mm-hmm. we have a huge, huge wonderful fan base out there and a lot of them are homeschoolers or people who don't have televisions and we're the we're the show that their parents let them listen to yeah and um and it's um but that listening to listening to you know the theater of the mind you know what they called it listening to um um comedy yeah, it's I on mean, the air. Radio commercials. If you remember Dick Orkin, Dick and yeah, uh, Bert, their radio stuff, and they they agree commercials. They were there were used to be really funny commercials, but they were produced by the same people and the same voices. When even still, when Roland was growing up, he heard <laughs> the same stuff I did, and and so they were familiar voices in different commercials and very funny very clever and and always so fun to listen to and then I got I got to work with my people I admired and you learn you learn from working with other people and that's what um Will I was telling Will what I appreciate is he's bringing actors together through Skype and using the internet yeah. because nowadays it's more common for actors to work alone and they don't have the opportunity to learn from each other like I did when I was 
started out in voiceover. Right. And I mean, that's that's my thing. It's that I'm, I'm like I said, I come from a teaching background, which means when truth be told, when I went to graduate school, it wasn't because, oh, you want to make extra money. No, I was actually bored mm. <laughs> and I wanted to learn more. And that's the thing with voiceovers is that there's not like an end point of learning that you learn that part, but there's more to it. And you learn that part, but there's more to that. And you just keep going. And that's that's the journey I've enjoyed since I've started. Well, and we're peculiar people. Not everybody sees or hears the world like we do. The first time I I was invited to work on a ADR session with all those, you know, voice people and you or on a cartoon and and, and you go in there and and you realize for me it was like, oh my goodness. These are my peeps. I know what they're thinking. I know what they're talking about. I know what they think is funny. I know what they're listening to. Because right. a lot of civilians don't hear the world the way we do or experience it the way we do. And it's like finding, you know, finding your, your home. It's a wonderful thing if you really belong in this world to find like-minded people. It's such a blessing because, you, you know, like any career I imagine, you know, if a geologist discovers they're supposed to be doing geology and hangs around with other geologists, like, oh, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be, kind of the same thing if you're created to do voice work or radio. Yeah, I mean, when you're a creative, when you're a creative person at heart, it's that you you find that that spot for you where, yeah, it all makes sense for you to be amongst these people. And that's the joy I found in working in radio. They said, oh, you, you, you're amongst the right people now. Mm, and, that, mm -hmm. and, and that was very rewarding because then after that, I just had fun with it. Every day for me working in radio is fun because I get to create something for someone to hear and to bring them in. And you don't get that with TV. TV, you see the image and there it is. With the voice, you, you're bringing that person in, you're drawing them in by the mood that you're setting. Or if you're really, if it really touches close to home for you, your voice conveys that and the people will find out and understand that and they tune in and, and latch on. So thank both of you, uh, Roland and Katie. Really great job, really informative. I think this is going to be very helpful to uh, a lot of up-and-coming voice actors out there. and hope so. Do you have, like, a website where somebody can send questions? If you have a question for Katie or Roland, or Katie and Roland, please mm -hmm. send it to rollandpunchpodcast at gmail.com. That's roll and, the, the word and, punch podcast at gmail.com and we'll I'll go through all the questions and the ones that we want uh, the best ones we'll uh, put it on the air and have Katie and Roland take a stab at uh, answering the question for you guys so awesome I must be punch because I figure Roland your role but there right? you go oh, see <laughs> Original music by Ben Sullivan, available on iTunes.